Hey CEO, I have an important question for you today. Are you running your business or is your business running you? If it's time to get your business in order so you can fully step into your role as a confident, in-control CEO, then I want to invite you to this advanced training series that I'm hosting live on May 20th through May 24th. We're calling it the 90 Day CEO Sustainable Success Series. And over these four days, we're gonna break down our research-backed, client-proven process to help you sustainably scale your business without hustling, without overworking, and without burnout. If you've been winging it in your business, hoping that you'll eventually get caught up and telling everyone in your life that when things calm down, you'll be a real functioning human again, this series is especially for you so that you can reclaim your life as you scale up your business. All you have to do is head over to theceocollective.com slash success and sign up. We can't wait to see you there. What if you didn't have to hustle and grind in order to create a successful business? I hear from so many women entrepreneurs who are working crazy long hours, doing absolutely everything themselves, and then feeling like there's always another emergency to deal with in their business. Friends, panic is not a business strategy. And if your business is constantly in emergency mode, it might be because your business is running by default instead of by design. When you learn to run your business by design, it begins to run like clockwork. That's why in today's episode, we're consciously designing a business that works for you. Let's dive in. Are you ready to grow from solopreneur to CEO? You're in the right place. I'm your host, Rachel Cook, and I've spent the last decade helping women entrepreneurs start and scale service-based businesses. If you're serious about building a sustainable business, it's time to put the strategy, systems, and support in place to make it happen. Join me each week for candid conversations about stepping into your role as CEO, the hard lessons learned along the way, and practical, profitable strategies to grow a sustainable business without the hustle and burnout. Now, before we get into today's episode, I want to make sure you have downloaded all of the planning workbooks so that you can do the work of planning your best year ever. To make it as easy as possible for our podcast listeners, we have set up a top secret page for you at rachelcook.com slash B-Y-E to sign up for the plan your best year ever challenge and get your copy of all of the workbooks. Look, I know how easy it is to listen into a podcast and think, oh, this sounds like something I should do. I should totally plan 2021. But then the podcast kind of disappears from your memory and you haven't made time to sit down and do the work. Every 10 minutes you plan saves you an hour in implementation. So even though it takes some time up front, planning will save you so much time and energy when it comes time to get things done. If you spend an hour with me this week doing the planning in the plan your best year ever challenge, you will save 10 hours. And if you spend even more time planning, you will save many more hours in the coming year ahead. And that's why today's workbook is especially helpful because we want to make sure that your business is working for you in 2021. We want to make sure your business is 100% aligned with what you want to experience next year. 
So print out those workbooks, snap a photo, tag me on Instagram at rachel.cook. Let me know your biggest ahas and insights as you are going through today's challenge to create your business by design. Okay, let's dive right in. Hey there, welcome to the Plan Your Best Year Ever Challenge. I'm Rachel Cook, founder of the CEO Collective and host of the Promote Yourself to CEO podcast. We are officially at the midpoint of this five-day challenge, and it really is the highlight of this entire experience, in my opinion. So today we're moving on to designing your business to support your life. So far in the challenge, we have done day one, which was our 2020 year in review, and day two, designing your life for 2021. You might be wondering, why do we do business design after lifestyle design? Well, this is a huge part of my methodology because too often I hear from women entrepreneurs who are completely burned out. They have been working way too many late nights, way too many weekends. They have not had a break. They have not had vacations. And by the time they get a year or two or three into their business, they are completely burned out. They're not feeling motivated. They're not feeling inspired. In fact, they might even feel like their dream business has become kind of a nightmare. So how do we avoid that? We design our business to support our dream life. So now that we have our painted picture for 2021, we can slip on our CEO hat and start doing some strategic planning. The strategic planning process you're going through today with me is the same one that I share with my clients inside of the CEO Collective to ensure that their business is 100% aligned with their version of success. This is so crucially important because as entrepreneurs, we often get so excited about all the ideas that those ideas become shiny objects that distract us. They keep us from focusing our time and our energy on the things that will actually move our business forward. So we want to make sure we have clarity, we have intention going into next year. So I like to start with looking at first your personal definition of success. Again, life before business. So how will you define yourself as a success in relationship to all these areas of your life? How will you feel as a success with the relationships with your friends and family? How will you feel successful as a mom, as a sister, as a friend? How will you feel successful in your lifestyle? Is there something that makes you feel like, yes, I'm finally living the exact life that I want. This makes me feel like so incredibly confident, so successful. Is there a definition for your health and your wellness? How will you feel like a success in taking care of yourself? What about your hobbies, the other interests that you have? And the spiritual, emotional side, how will you feel successful in that? Once you understand these areas of your definition of success on a personal level, we can look at your professional definition of success. I think this is so important, again, if we don't want our dream business to become a nightmare, is to be very clear about what we actually want and then create it. So how will you feel successful in your work with your clients? How do you evaluate 
your success with your clients? How will you feel successful in your own creativity and your own content creation and the efforts you're putting out there to be visible in your business? How will you feel successful leading your team with the people who help you make this business happen? How will you feel successful as the leader of your business? What feels successful when it comes to your overall revenue, your overall growth in your business? Once you understand these things, again, it's like setting the compass right on our North Star, our personal North Star for our own definition of success. And then we can make sure we're continuing to steer this ship, our business in the right direction. Once we have our definition of success, then we really need to fine tune who we want to work with next year. This is so important because nothing is more stressful than clients who are a bad fit, clients who you do not enjoy, clients who when their email hits your inbox, you just feel like ugh, them again, that you don't look forward to their calls, you don't really look forward to working with them. I often find that we think about who we want to work with when we're just getting started in our business, but we don't often reevaluate as we continue going. And so this is something we always need to be doing. I do this at least once or twice a year, evaluating who is the type of client who I love working with. Who are the types of clients who get the best results working with me? What do they have in common? Is it a belief? Is it a mindset? Is it a personality trait? Is it a type of business or a type of challenge that they have? What is it about them that makes them such a joy to work with where I can't wait to connect with them again? This will help you to make sure that everything you're offering is actually going to bring those people to you, actually going to attract those dream clients. Once we know who our dream clients are, then we want to get into money mode. Again, designing our business for 2021. A lot of times when people come up with goals for their business, they love throwing out a revenue goal, but they haven't always thought about how much revenue they really need in order to pay them. And remember, our overall goal with this challenge is to make sure that your business can support your life. Your business can fund your dream lifestyle. And it might seem like it's impossible sometimes, but I promise you it is absolutely possible when you understand the numbers behind it, when you understand the math behind how to figure this out. My simple formula for figuring out your goal revenue for next year is to take your CEO pay, what you actually want to pay yourself, and double it. How do I come up with this? Well, in the book Profit First with Mike Michalowicz, he breaks down these specific percentages for businesses that are generating multiple six figures. And it does vary as you get closer to seven figures. As you get closer to seven figures, the owner's pay percentage decreases and your operating percentage increases. But for most of us, These are the percentages that make the most sense for us to work with. So we take the entire top line revenue, all the revenue coming into the business, set aside 5% for profit, 15% for taxes, 
30% for operating expenses and 50% for owner's pay. So to put some hard numbers to this, if you have a goal, a revenue goal of $100,000, by the time you take out for your profit, your taxes, and your operating expenses, you should be able to pay yourself $50,000. Well, once you see this breakdown, you might realize your initial revenue goal might not be enough, especially if you live in a more expensive area or you're like me, the sole breadwinner for your family, and you need to increase your revenue goal. No problem. If you want to get to that six-figure paycheck, you need to get to the $200,000 or more revenue level. This is so incredibly helpful, I find, because now you can see exactly how much you can invest into the different areas of your business in order to get where you want to go. I always start setting revenue goals based on what I actually want to take home and pay myself. And starting with doubling what you personally want to take home is an easy way to go. Okay. So as we continue to design our business for next year, we know what our revenue goal needs to be. We understand what the difference is between where we were this year and and where we want to go. We also want to look at how we're going to get there. So we want to look through our products, programs, and services. Again, we're going to start with a review of last year. This is so important because if we don't review what sold at what price point, how many and total revenue for each product program or service, it's actually really hard to just guess at what is working in your business. And for a lot of us, we will find that the 80-20 rule still plays out. There will be a product program or service that generates the most revenue for your business. And there might be something that really isn't generating anything at all. So understanding what you're selling and how much it actually brought in this year will help you to decide what should you let go of next year? What should you double down on next year? Once you have those insights, we can do the same thing. We can plan ahead in order to hit our revenue goals. Now that we have the insights we need, we can look at our products, programs, and services, and we can say, okay, if my goal revenue is this total amount then how much of each product, program, and service do I need to sell at what price point in order to make that work? Now, this is a little bit of number crunching, but the clarity is so incredibly powerful. Once you start to do this quick math, you can see very quickly if it's possible to serve that many clients, if you feel confident about making that many sales, if you need to increase your prices, or maybe need to change up and repackage an offer. This will help you determine how you're going to achieve that revenue goal. Then once you've looked at how we're going to achieve that revenue goal, we figured out our product mix, our pricing to hit that revenue goal. Then we want to do the last 10 client exercise. And again, this is all in today's workbook. So make sure you've gone to download it. This exercise is so powerful because again, we don't want to just guess at what is working. We want to take the time to actually look through all of the recent clients you've been taking on and ask yourself, who was the last 10 clients I had? What did they buy? How much did they spend with me? And where did they come from? 
Where they came from is data that you need to collect. We should all be asking clients, where did they come from? Where did they find us? How long have they been following along with us? This will give you amazing, amazing, amazing insights. It will tell you what marketing strategies are actually working. In the recent enrollment for the CEO Collective, I discovered that quite a few of my new members had just found out about me through a podcast interview that went live a few months ago. So they were newer to my world. And that helped me to see that yes, continuing to do these podcast interviews is a marketing strategy that is working. You might also go through this and realize a lot of my recent clients are coming from referrals. One of the women who attended a CEO retreat with me realized that eight out of the last 10 clients she had were coming for referrals. And with that clarity, she was able to say, oh my gosh, I do not need to spend all this time and energy creating tons and tons of content. I should double down on my referral strategy. When she doubled down on her referral strategy, she actually discovered the person who was sending her the most referrals was a coach for real estate agents. And she actually attended his event to start bringing on more of his clients to work with her in designing their websites. So there's so much freedom here. You can get clarity on the marketing strategies that are actually working and then double down on them in the future. I hope this is exciting to you. Answering the questions in today's workbook will help you to have a clearer plan for how you're going to hit that overall revenue goal next year. Now, don't worry, we still have some goals that we're going to set tomorrow. We are going to be breaking out some of those goals even more. So make sure you finish today's challenge. You've downloaded the workbook to create your business by design for 2021. And I will see you in tomorrow's challenge where we are going to break down our big goals for the year ahead. So there you have it, friends. I hope you enjoyed today's challenge. This is one of my favorite things to dive into with women entrepreneurs, because this is when we have those light bulb moments realizing that we might be spending a lot of time and energy on things that aren't actually getting the results that we are looking for in our business. And something else might be the thing that is bringing us as happily paying clients. We might realize that there's a marketing strategy that works really great for us, but some other thing that's more popular that all the gurus are talking about feels terrible and just doesn't work. This is the clarity we need to design a business that truly works for you. That's 100% in alignment with how you show up best for yourself and for your community. So I want to make sure that you are signed up for the full plan your best year ever challenge because the workbooks in this planning process are truly where the magic happens. We have set up a special page just for podcast listeners, rachelcook.com slash B-Y-E to get access to the entire challenge and all of these workbooks. And in the next couple of days, we're going to take all of this brainstorming, all of this thinking about what we want 2021 to look like. And we're going to begin really crystallizing our top goals and then our 12 month profit plan. So you don't want to miss those workbooks. And don't forget to take a photo of yourself working on the plan your best year ever challenge. And for all of you alumni who have been taking the challenge year after year, this is our fifth year 
running the plan your best year ever challenge. If you have had some shifts in your business and you have some insights going through the plan your best year ever challenge every year with me, I want to hear from you. Please tag me and let me know how this challenge has impacted your business. And of course, if you don't want to miss any parts of this challenge, I'm dropping each daily challenge here on the Promote Yourself to CEO podcast. So make sure you are subscribed to the show via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, or pretty much anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Promote Yourself to CEO. We'll talk soon.